Blog Talk Radio. Sensitive to the needs of your pets, your animals, the things that need to be taken 
care of, really connected, I think, with um, generally on a global level, anyone in your environment that might need your help, we're really in tune with that. And um, Jupiter is moving ahead quite quickly in Gemini. We, The last show we talked about Jupiter moving into Gemini. It's already almost at three degrees. So it's moving along quite nicely. It's going to be conjunct Venus soon, and that's a very good sign for love. So um, as we're getting into July, I think we're going to see more uh, people, uh, you know, having more connections in that way, more love life connections coming up in July. So that's generally what's going on in the chart right now. We are waiting for the moon to go into Leo, and it will be doing that in about the next hour. So, um you can find me on Facebook as Dr. Craig. You can find me on Twitter as Astro Healer. I want to welcome any of my uh, Facebook um, uh, people to the show and also my Twitter followers. You can also find about, out about me on the Internet at lahealer.com. That's my personal website, so please feel free to go there and check that out. Tonight we're talking about the sun. It's kind of a nice big energy. I hope that everyone enjoyed yesterday. It was only 24 hours ago in California time, um, around 4 o'clock in the afternoon, that the sun did go finally from Gemini into Cancer. And, uh, you know, that's what, what it means is that the Tropic of Cancer is a... 17 degrees north of the equator, and that's as far north as the sun will move. That's as far north as the sun will move. It, it's not, it does, I believe it doesn't quite make it all the way to Florida as far as being overhead, but it gets close, and um, I'd have to look that up specifically. Um, and I actually can do that because super curious about that. Tropic of Cancer. You know, that's the uh, Tropic of Cancer and the Tropic of Capricorn. There are lines on the Earth where, yes, I was right, it does not make it as far as Florida. It just, just goes right through below that, a little bit of Cuba, a little higher than the Yucatan. Um, but the equator, you know, goes through like South America and the middle of Africa. So 17 degrees above the equator, Yesterday was as high as the sun will ever get in the northern hemisphere. Um, it is, um, it's, it's, it's overhead. Uh, it, it basically really, really just south of Florida. If you got in a boat there, you you would have Florida. You'd have the sun straight up above your head. It's not down into the south. In California, and New York, and all the other places in the United States and Europe, it is. It's it's um, it's uh, it's still south, but not as far south as it is in the winter. And Tropic of Capricorn, uh, Capricorn is the opposite side on December the 21st when the sun is as far to the south. A little technical thing there, a little lesson for anybody who cares. I love that stuff. I think that it's uh, incredibly interesting to, um, you know, consider that the sun, the, the earth tilts towards the sun as we're going around the northern hemisphere, tilts toward it, and it's this band at 17 degrees north. That's as far north as the sun will ever get. I have a caller in the uh, switchboard right now that I'd love to say hello to. Hello. Hi, area code 519. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for taking Good. the call. Who is this? this is Karen. Hi, Karen. Have I spoken Hi. to you before? Never before. Okay. Great. Yeah. Um, I'm going to open up the astrology software and um, give me just one second. No problem. Where are you calling from? Just outside of Toronto in Canada. Okay. Well, that's awesome. And where are you? In L.A. Oh, I wish I was in L.A. <laughs> I could only dream. Karen, what's the first initial of your last name? S. That's just so that, you know, like, I can distinguish you from someone else who might have Karen for a first name in my software. Um, date of birth? May 7th, 1959. Gosh, you sound... Like you're 21. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, That's because I am. I never age. <laughs> <laughs> time of birth? I think it was a, it was around five in the morning. 
place of birth? Lachine Quebec. Is it two words? Yes. Lachine with a C? Yeah, L A C H I N E. I N E L E C H I N E. L A C H? Yes. Got it. I see it. Lachine Canada. And my name is Karen with a Y. Got it. <laughs> Will not forget. Karen with a Y. Perfect. K A R Y N. Yes. I love that. Thanks. Okay. So. Well, you happen to be born during a new moon. You might not know that, but you were born when the moon and the sun were in the same spot in the sky. So not only are you a Taurus, but your moon is in Taurus, and I'm sure it gives you really a lot of beauty because you have it in the first house. So um, you sound beautiful. I'm sure you are Mm. beautiful. And um, the, um, the moon conjunct the sun like that, meaning the moon at the same spot, it integrates the uh, the conscious and unconscious aspects of yourself, meaning that you if you are a person with good values, um, you are somebody who likes fine things, you have very good taste in art, you have very good taste in what is beautiful, you like refinement, fashion in a way, you're very connected to if you have to show up at an event or a family event, you know exactly how to dress, what to wear, in, in a very... Um, you know, uh, I think um, uh, classy. It's a classy kind of chart that you have. It's what your mm-hmm. chart's really speaking to me about. Not that you don't have a steamy underside, because I'm <laughs> sure you do. You have Jupiter and Scorpio and Neptune and Scorpio, and you 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 have some you know needs to uh, you know experience the wild thing. <laughs> but <laughs> but you're a classy mm-hmm. lady, and so we're going to leave it at that. Um, Your Venus is in Gemini, so I would imagine that you have a a very good sense of humor, and um, you're somebody who looks to be pretty hardworking, relationship-oriented. Are you in a relationship right now? Yes, I'm married. Okay, good. That's good. Well, you know, your love life, you know, your marriage should actually deepen over the next couple of years in a way. Is, Is your marriage okay? Uh, it's it's come it's been um a, you know 20 years of struggle but we are finally yes we are finally coming to the point where we're friends yeah and, i see uh, some good things for that relationship yeah. as far as jupiter you have venus in gemini and jupiter just went into gemini it doesn't really quite conjunct your venus until next year 2013 but as it's moving through your second house it should bring good financial opportunity you just have Jupiter going into the second house just this month, next month. So if you're looking for some kind of employment or other kind of, you know, opportunities to make money, those are very good for you this year and next year. Uh, And mm -hmm. do you have a sister? I do. I have two. Uh Uh-huh. The, um... I say that because you have Venus in the third house. So there's also something going on with one of your sisters that's very good, very positive. Um, And um, you should find that news out, whatever it is, but not until probably even the winter because she doesn't even know it's happening to her yet. There's some good good things that are going to be happening to your sister down the road, a little bit down the road. Would that be the one I talk to or the one I don't talk to? The one you talk to. (laughs) Okay, that's good. She's a doll. Yeah, the one you talk to. And, um, yeah, I mean, Saturn is going to go into your seventh house. I think it's going going to really bring the focus back onto your marriage in a way and and pretty much deepen that relationship in a very positive way. Um, That's how it looks to me. Do you have any specific questions? Um, You've answered so many. Um, I am looking for... for done a change of career and um, trying to find actually work and um, I, I'm an artist right. and I do, do love working in the interior design field but I'm thinking I'm being led to a totally different uh, not sure but uh, 
Yeah, interestingly, um, that's another major thing that's happening in your chart is that Pluto is conjunct your Saturn, and you have Saturn in Capricorn, and um, Saturn's the ruler of your house of career. You're you're a very dedicated person and hardworking when it comes to um, you know you setting your mind to something. Pluto creates change, hmm. and um, Saturn is all about structure. So whatever it is that you've structurally been building for your career, you need to allow it to change into something new. You need to allow a part of whatever it is that you've been holding on to and building as a part of the structure of your career to kind of morph into something new because the Pluto energy um, is very strong, and I'm, I'm sure you've already been in it already. You already know what I'm talking about as far mm-hmm. as the, the changes that it's been doing to you for your career. But the way your chart's aligned, you have a few years of really beginning to come to terms with what it is that you want to contribute in an outward way. I mean, your Saturn return itself, which doesn't happen until you're 58, um, that 57 to 58 years old is just going to be really a profound time, mm-hmm. and you're not there yet. You know, I mean, <laughs> I know you're a few years away from that, but you're you're not there yet. So, you have mm-hmm. time to allow um, some real growth, some learning, some experimentation, some uh, you know, casting a wider net around your art and around your career and around what it is that you want to do for money. That's what that looks like to me. And with Jupiter going in the second house and seeing that it's a good financial year for you, uh, and, you know, I think that that the change is going to happen because you're going to allow yourself to see your art and your career in a different way. Mm, That sounds fantastic. And I think that's exactly what's going on. Yeah, I mean, you have Uranus in the 12th house. There's some real dynamic changes going on inside of you. Like your inner world is getting all shook up um, and shook up in a big way. But still, again, not in the way it's going to get shook up. You're like at the beginning of a really, a really powerful process, transformatory and a little disruptive, I might add, but not in a negative way. It's just... You've got such an earthy chart. You know, you've got the moon in Taurus, the sun in Taurus, Saturn in Capricorn, Pluto in Virgo. You've got this grand trine in Earth in your chart. So, you know, you're adventurous in a way. And like I said, you're funny and you've got a good sense of humor and you can keep it light and easy. But I think that you probably are, you know, are not the easiest person to change. (laughs) (laughs) Did really? I say that with some tact? <laughs> just, just say it subtly. <laughs> yes. I, so, uh, But that it's important for you to realize that that change needs to occur. It's important for you to realize that that change needs to happen in order for you to, you know, be able to, I think, let go of some old dogma. That, you know, dogmatic beliefs that you have about your career, your reputation, and what you need for it to be for you. That's powerful, yeah. That sounds so, that resonates. <laughs> Just because it's Saturn, you know, it's Saturn, and you have Saturn in, in Capricorn, and it really is, um, you know, you creating structure, and you don't want for it to be rigid. That's the thing about all this earth in your chart. It's very practical, it's very creative, and it does create tangible results. You actually have produced art. You actually do, if you take a decorating job, go in there and, you know, things show up at people's houses. You know what I mean? It's not just all talk and ideas. They start getting packages in UPS. Okay, but, but, but the shadow side of it is rigidity. It's it's um it's it's like a strictness that 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 doesn't allow for change because certain things become comfortable. But mm. you know, on a much deeper level, you know, stubbornness, fear of making mistakes, not wanting to put yourself too far out on a limb because it doesn't feel 
secure and you have a lot of those security and safety issues and blah, 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 blah. But that's getting way beyond a mini reading. So <laughs> I'm going to leave us where we're at right now. Uh, and uh, thank you for calling into talking. the show. Thank Are you, you just discovering the show today? I did. That's why. Yeah, that's I fantastic. Well, I'm on every. About the soul, I'm on every Thursday night, and you should okay. hold out because we're going to be doing a um, a solstice meditation in probably Love just it. about nine minutes from now, okay. and um, it's going to be really powerful. And we bring some creative energy from the sun. Okay. Oh, I'd love it. Thank you so awesome. much. Awesome. Nice to what talk a to you. Huge blessing. Nice talking Thank to you, Tina. Bye bye. Nice caller. That was really nice. I love that. And calling in from Canada and um, really terrific. So solstice energy has to do with when the sun is at this high peak and it's moving from the spring and we know that the sun stays there. It stays there as it's going back down towards um, the winter time, which it's already started to do today. The, um, is the day shorter than yesterday so um, it goes down slowly that's the trick it goes down slowly so it comes up really fast like it comes up really fast from May and it reaches this peak and then it goes down really slowly that's why July and August are hot the sun is at this high spot in the northern hemisphere, and July and August are really hot because the sun stays at that high spot because it's like a crest and um, comes down very slowly on the opposite side. So we have this time of growth. We have this time of growth. Vegetables grow, things bloom, everything gets really hot because the northern hemisphere has been being bombarded by a tremendous amount of solar energy. So um, the um, the... This is the time, summertime, is the time of bringing things forth to fruition. You know, it's like, it's like nurturing and growing things. That's what we do during the summertime. So we have this strong energy for growth and bringing forth um, what it is that we've creatively visualized in the spring. If we're following along with, you know, uh, an earth-based cycle of experience, which is being expressed to us by the goddess right there in front of our faces, um, we see that in the spring things pop up. Those are ideas. You know, you don't, you, nothing, it, it's like a time of emergence this spring. Things really begin to grow, though, in the summer. If you planted any seeds at all or any kind of a plant, or you look at the way your garden looks right now, it's in full bloom. And that's because there's so much energy for growth because there's so much solar power. So the solstice energy is about being able to harness that, being able to say, well, I want to experience that. I want to bring that solar energy into myself and into my own life. And I see a good, good friendly caller here from New Orleans. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. I love your photography. Shout out, Mary Lou. Photographer in New Orleans. Awesome. Um, If you have a speaker on in your house, then it's creating some reverb back into the... I have an air air conditioner on. There's no, no, like, uh, blog talk uh, on your computer? No, but I can turn down the sound a little bit. Does that help? Yes. Okay. How are you? I am good. Good. What are you calling in for, hon? I'm not really calling in for a specific reason, but if anything comes up, I'll listen. Okay. Well, let me take a look at your chart, because I haven't done it in a while, and you know I love to. Uh, And I just love to listen. I hate asking questions. Wheeling, West Virginia, right? Yep. Got it. If anything comes up, oh, Saturn is finally going to get off your sun, Mary Lou. Finally. Yeah, that's good. It feels oppressive and a little heavy for you still, and a little relationship heavy and all that, but I think that's that's leaving. And I really like the Neptune transiting your Jupiter in the 8th house because it's about creativity and your art and the photography and you have a very, you know, like, you really should put together a show. I'm sorry. 
You should put together a show. I'm trying. (laughs) Do it. Put together a show. Uh, Actually, I'm trying to put together a very large project. A large large project? A large project. A 20-year project. I'm trying to end it. Finish it. Trying to finish it. Ending it could be quitting. I'm not quitting. I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, and I think that you should finish it and complete it while you have this transit this year, this summer. I I certainly want to. Um, um, how long? When does the Saturn get off my sun? Um, probably the honest answer is at the very end of the summer, but um. But at least it's not coming back again. So you do have a couple of more months of it, and like the summer months. But I think it can create a lot of focus for you, especially if you look for anyone to help you collaborate on finishing the project or putting together a show. I really think that's good energy for you. You can use the Saturn energy. It doesn't have to just feel oppressive. Um, I don't think I will have funding to get the show done this summer. Uh huh. So I think. It will be months more of just proposal writing. Okay. We'll do that then with that energy, you know. But but look towards, because Neptune's going to stay on your Jupiter all the way through the winter. And it's just very good. It's like um, the ideal situation for establishing a collaborative, uh, you know, public demonstration of your photography is there for you. You really should allow it to happen. I'm not allowing it to happen. I'm making it happen, honey. Yeah, you make it happen. <laughs> I have one more caller, and then I want to do the meditation. So um, you're gonna you're gonna hold the line. Sure. Okay. Hi, area code eight one eight. You're on the inside connection. Hi, Craig. It's Tamara. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I love your show, so I'm tuning in. Thank you. I love Thank listening to you talk. Thank um, you. You gonna yeah, hang so out I, for the? Are you gonna? Are you gonna listen for the meditation? I think we're gonna bring in some good energy. Absolutely. Um, but what I had in mind was I wanted to look. I have a bit of um, a romantic struggle this month, so I wanted to look at maybe what's going on. <laughs> Seven eighteen, right? Right. July eighteenth. Yeah. Go ahead. Is seventy eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, July eighteenth. I have it. I'm just saying. Okay. Go ahead. What's the romantic struggle? Um. Well, I was seeing two people, and I'm not seeing either of them now. One of them I had a very strong, deep connection with, and we're sort of on a break. Um, and I would like to reconnect. <laughs> Uh, with the person where you're sort of on a break with them? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, you're going to have to wait until the Venus retrograde ends, which is not until next week on the 28th before you reach out. I wouldn't do it before then. Okay. And um, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of energy over your moon because Pluto is kind of still really there. Pluto conjunct your moon, so mm-hmm. um, you know some of that energy is 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 good. It's like supposedly like a transformation of your emotional life, but I can't really tell you right off the bat right here whether it you know represents that that person is coming back or not. But as far as reaching out, I would wait until after the 28th to reach out just because in general the forward movement of Venus and Gemini is going to be much clearer communication and it won't, it, you know, if you do it now, then mm-hmm. the communication could get shut down one week from now. If you do it one week from now, mm-hmm. you'll either will, it'll either open up or it won't. It's just a very kind of a much clearer energy. Does uh, the romantic aspect look good in August and September and July? <laughs> the romantic energy? Um, 
you know, again, like you have Pluto conjunct the moon, you have Uranus square the moon. There's some strong mm. energy to your moon over the course of the next few months, and I don't know that it's all very dependable. You could, mm. you can, you could, you know, have some romantic energy, but it doesn't look like very solid romantic energy for the summer. It looks a lot more like um, playful, transformative, intense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, not to, not easy to ground, not easy to make permanent. That's how it looks. Mm-hmm. I would okay. say maybe September, October looks better for for more grounded, because then Jupiter will be in opposition to your natal Neptune. So mm-hmm. look at that transit when you're doing your studies, because you have your natal Neptune in the eighth house, and Jupiter will be in Gemini in the second, in opposition mm-hmm. to your your Neptune in the your Neptune in the eighth, and the eighth is the part of sexuality and romance and mutually held contracts. So I would okay. enjoy the summer and potentially maybe look a little bit more towards the fall for um, something a little bit more solid in the romance house. Okay, thank you right. so much. Thank Good you. Good to talk to you. You're welcome. You too. So um, we were talking about Solstice Sun, and, um, you know, as it's represented by fire, uh, what we want to do is we want to visualize um, a, uh, a fire meditation. So we're going to use a candle energy, and um, I'm actually going to go over here, and I'm going to light a candle um, on my altar so that we can have um, the right kind of energy since we're going to be doing uh, candle candle focusing. So um, what everyone wants to do is you want to, um, you know, be in a comfortable position, whether you're here live with us or whether you're listening to this on the archives. And remember, if you're hearing it live, you could always go back if you want to do it again. And This is a good meditation. It's going to be... Um, stored by the uh, the radio station as archive material. So it's available to go back to again and again. Comfortable seated position and a nice big breath in through the top of your head and back out and down your feet and feel the energy go through your body and down your legs and out your feet and into the ground. And if you feel any spots in you that feel a little uncomfortable or fidgety or whatever, now is the time to get them out. You don't want to, uh, you know, have that energy in you. So you want it's okay to move and let it go and shake it out and find a position that's really comfortable with your feet flat on the floor sitting usually is the best way. Some people can sit um, in, a, in a meditative, like um, Indian-style position on the floor, and that's a good position. But I think for most of us, it's really comfortable in a chair with your arms down, your shoulders relaxed, and um, you breathe in through the top of your head right down in from the crown and then when you breathe out you feel the energy going down through your body and down your legs and down your knees your calves your ankles and out the bottom of your feet and to the floor and you continue to breathe uh, gently and easily and allow that energy to move through you this energy that we're going to be bringing in so Solar energy surrounds us today, solar energy that continues to move around the earth in every way. We see it every day. We let it go every night. We know that it will return to us even when it's out of sight. So we bring that energy into us. We see the sun. We know how it feels on our face, on our hands, on our arms, when it's coming in through a window when it's reflecting off of the water, when it's moving through the trees, the leaves, the grass. We know that energy. We've seen it. It's, it embodies uh, an enormous aspect of our lives. It's all around us. Today, it's in its glory, and we welcome that energy in. So take a breath in through the top of your head. And as you breathe out and send that energy down your feet, your legs, and out and into the floor, you want to relax, relax. Just let go, let go of your shoulders, let go of your arms, something going on in your right forearm, shake it out, in your left knee, in your left calf, shake it out, in the back of your neck, you can bend your head forward for a second and just stretch. 
Bring your head back up and breathe in and breathe in through the top of your head and down through your body and out through your legs and down and out through your feet and into the floor. Powerful connection of this energy moving in a cycle around you now. Down from the top and down your spine and back and up from the floor even and it's just spinning around through you almost in an elliptical shape that's like the shape of an egg where it's a little narrower at the top just slightly and a little wider at the bottom just slightly it's not pointed at all it's just elliptical and see yourself in a quiet place in a quiet room or an open space some place that's quiet for you safe and lovely and go and walk around that space for a second and look at the area to your left and to your right and above you and down on the ground below you and see it just really see that space and then inside of that visualization you put up your hands you don't have to put up your hands in your body, in your real body, you put up your hands inside that space and feel that breath and that light coming out of your hands, that solar light, and just put it into the environment around you to the left and the right. If you're outside, it's fine. It can go to the horizon. If you're inside, you can charge the walls with it and the floor and the ceiling and be in that space for a second and breathe in and breathe out and feel relaxed and connected to that space and breathe in and breathe out and feel connected to the ground in that space and as you walk around this area this safe space this quiet space that you've created for yourself in the middle of where you've been walking around you find a candle and it's burning there could be on the floor could be on a tiny little pedestal it's not very high up off the floor though at all the ground, the floor, what you're walking on really no more even than a foot up off the floor if it's on a little pedestal And you stand above it and you look down on it and you feel the light coming up from it and you realize that all fire is a little piece of the sun. There's nowhere else that it can have come from. Starlight right there below you and you look at it and you smile and you breathe in and you breathe out of your hands and you send that loving warmth and growth energy down into the candle and it gets bright and it responds and it makes a beautiful glowing platinum white amber yellow light beautiful filling the room around you filling your hands filling the grounds filling the space around you and and that light is sun and you feel it and you let it warm your face and you feel how that feels and you stand there and you breathe in and what the light of the candle invites you to do is to jump over so you walk a few steps back and you take a breath and you look at that light and everything on the other side is clear and smooth and if you're going to jump over the light you're going to land in a soft place and it's going to be easy for you to land it's not going to be you know, there's no complicated things in your way there's no obstacles or anything like that and you take a breath in and you take your breath out and you take a few steps over and a little leap over the candle to the other side and you pass through fire and you absorb its warmth and you turn around and you look and you put your hands up 
and you bow down and you thank the fire for providing you with the creativity and the growth and the energy that's necessary for you to move on to the next phase, the next developmental place that you want to be able to go to. You let it burn off those obstacles, those things in your way. For if there were none in the space, there shall be none inside you. And you allow it to strip away from you the negativity, the blockages, the obstacles. It's pure white, platinum, gold light. Just burns it away. And you turn and you feel your skin and everything feels glowing. And you rub your forearms and you rub your forehead and you rub your chest and your legs and your feet and your hands. And you can feel the glow and you can feel yourself so alive, so charged up by the sun. Then you take a breath in, then you take a breath out, and then right down in front of the candle, you sit down and you relax. And you slowly come back to where you are, to the body, to here, to our short time together, to the candle in this room with me. And you breathe in and you shake your hands a little bit and you shake your forearms a little bit and you feel some of that energy that you brought in because it's very, very wonderful, positive, awesome energy. You feel it coming out of your hands and then you clap your hands a couple of times and you know that you can move forward doing something really good with that. You know that you can take that energy and you can create and you can manifest and you can remain positive and you can move through the summer with a grace and a generosity and a kindness and a forgiveness that only this time of the year the sun energy um, and the embracing of its power provides. It's really awesome. Good, strong stuff. Thanks for joining me here with that. So, um, yeah, moving forward, moving forward in um, in solstice time, it's recognizing that now, between now and the 2nd of August, which is the next um, major, um, you know, ritual, that one's called Lamas or Lugnasa. There was actually a really wonderful movie with Meryl Streep made called Dancing at Lugnasa. Um, uh, many years ago, probably 15 years ago. And that's about that time. And I think it's about um, European community that celebrates that time of the year, this Feast of Lugnasa. It's a very big time because if we start growth today, the end of June, by August, what we're doing is we're getting first harvest. So we ought to be able to, as we're moving through the end of June and July, we ought to be able to really see growth begin to happen so that by the beginning of August, we might be able to harvest off just a little bit of those first spoils, you know. The big harvest doesn't come until the fall. We know that that's why we have Thanksgiving. That's why most of the vegetables get harvested before the first frost and all of that. But the beginning of it happens at Lamas which is uh, August the 2nd, and we're working our way towards that from today. High growth, lots of solar power. Keep it in mind. Make sure that you bring it to yourself uh, in abundance. The, um, the, the, uh, the sun itself in the, in the tarot is a very uh, powerful card. It's, um, it's actually... Uh, right near the end of the major arcana it's a um it's a card that um most people love to see when they um when they when they cut it it's card 19 in the major arcana so it still represents the number 1 which is a very uh directed conscious state it's a lot about consciousness 
um, because the magician is card one, but it's card nine also, which is a very spiritual card. So the combination is consciousness of your spiritual reality. Nineteen represents a consciousness of your spiritual truth, a conscious ability to go in and look within. And that's why that card represents opportunity, abundance, like good things, good things, good things. That card, when you see the sun turn over, you're like, oh, the sun shining on me, right? It's good. Everything's clear. Everything's moving forward. It's very optimistic. So in order to be able to hold on to and bring an, bring that optimistic time into our lives, we want to be able to continue to see the sun. I tell everybody to make sure you light a candle yesterday, today, or tomorrow, whenever you get a chance, and see that literally in your own space, not only in the meditation, as a part of the solar energy right there in your life, in your home, um, that you can... Uh, sit and meditate in front of and really have as a piece of a connected part of your of your lives so um strong energy right strong energy high energy optimistic energy and um i think at the same time the work that needs to be done because the 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 harvest is only proportional to what it is that you do with that energy so if you if you take that energy and you harness it and you do the work that's necessary, then you're going to be able to create great results out of it. But energy can be fettered, right? It can be wasted. Um, it can be dissipated um, because it can be, you know, not focused. And I think the thing to do is to be able to recognize that like a candle, which is a focus, a collection of that energy, it burns brightly when it's harnessed, you know, in in one space, in one purpose, that that energy comes to collect in one spot. So focus your energy on a task, focus your energy on something. Yes, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's, um, you know, like not easy to stay motivated, to not feel complacent. We all deal with motivation and a lack of motivation and how to stay motivated is to stay passionate and the sun rules that too. So your passions and your hard work are connected to the same energy that we're talking about now and you can harness that by embracing it and focusing it. Use it. Use it to burn off a lack of motivation. Call on your inner passions and recognize that they will clear the path for you. So I'm going to let you guys go. This is Dr. Craig Martin. You're listening to Inside Correct, the Inside Connection Radio. And um, tonight I'm uh, going to spin for you The Hard Sun by Eddie Vedder. from above When I climbed down to be set free She took me in again There's a big A big hot sun Beating on the big people In a big hot world When she comes to greet me She is mercy at my feet in her charm, she just throws it back at me. Once I dug in her grave to find a better land, she just smiled and laughed at me and took her blues back again.